everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are here for another interview with one of our Hallmark actresses. We're really excited to talk with actress Corey Lee today. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. And Corey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It gave me an excuse to put on like a, a top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makeup on my face. You can have pajamas on the bottom, but. <laughs> oh, oh, there, it is pajamas on the bottom. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> If you're if, you, if you're watching, this is we did a video version. So you check out the YouTube channel if you want to see our friendly smiling faces <laughs> on this one. Uh, but uh, but how have you been? We uh, we've been in quarantine now. I've been for six weeks. Uh, and uh, how have you been surviving this crazy time? I'm surviving. I mean, yeah. I'm alive, and you know we're blessed to be alive. But it's it's a crazy time. It is. It so really is. It's just it is really weird. You know, one day I feel really positive and productive, and then the next day I just you know eat chips and watch <laughs> television. So yeah, you no, know, it's whatever makes you through. You know, some days are better than others, but you know I am. I know we're going to get out of this, so that's kind of keeping me going, but it's definitely tough to think as an actor, you know, everything's shut down. And the thing that kind of propels me forward as an actor is that every day could be the day that I land, you know, an exciting job. And that's just not going to happen right now. You know, there aren't any auditions and, you know, there aren't productions starting up yet. They will. But yeah, it's, it's a weird time. I know. I think it's for every career right now. I mean, almost every, uh, every career, unless you're in hand sanitizers, I think it's just a, a really weird time to be alive. Weird time. You know, I'm, I'm crafting. I definitely, Ooh. I did some tie dye yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah. I did. There's a lot more to come. I ordered like 11 shirts on Amazon. Only two have arrived yet. Yeah. It's strange with Amazon how it's like before you know it was like next day and right nothing is next day currently which i get but like i ordered these 11 shirts like 10 days ago so i was hoping more would have arrived yeah you're getting the the tie-dye kit from them yes so i ordered a tie-dye kit and then i ordered like 11 different like gildan t-shirts i'm making i have a a niece and a nephew so i'm gonna like spend a lot of time on theirs and then i made one yesterday the first one for my husband and i tried reverse tie-dye and all you need for that is bleach people so i had that i've never even heard of that oh google it it actually looks (laughs) really cool and you literally just use a dark t-shirt and you like uh, crumple it up like you were to like normal tie-dye in like whatever kind of pattern or not non-pattern. Yeah. You can't go wrong. That's the yeah. joy of tie-dye. It always kind of looks cool. So you're thriving and it sounds like to me in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean. I don't know if I'm thriving, but I'm, I'm trying to stay creative. Yeah. And- whatever way that is i definitely have been writing some music oh and uh i guess we'll get to that um because you were we're, i know we're gonna talk about kind of what got me into acting but music was my first love so i've been trying to write some songs and stay positive there it's just you know it's hard to be creative when you're just kind of stuck inside yeah no it is because people think oh this would be the perfect time you can do all those projects that you wanted to do but 
I don't know. It doesn't quite work that way. It's, it, it doesn't. It, it, it's, it's not on demand. Like you no. kind of have to be sort of in a spot that to be creative. I feel like <laughs> I love people and I love eating out and I love yeah. thrift shopping is like one of my like big kind of loves and yeah, I, I know. I, I, I thought going into this whole thing, I was pretty cocky when it started. I was like, yeah, I already work from home. I still have the podcast and, and like compared to other people, I, I'm, I am, I do have it pretty easy compared to, to other people, but still yeah. like lose as a film critic, losing going to the, to the cinemas was really oh. hard for yeah. me. And also, uh, also losing church was something that yeah. was hard for me and yeah. so it's just like I didn't realize how much those social interactions really did matter to me oh they were gone sure. <laughs> I mean there are a lot of great things happening online that's the kind of uh one big positive kind of coming out of this you know like, yeah you know musicians are probably going to do a live concert you know over the next month or maybe they already have you know a, like streaming services are booming you know what I yeah. mean there are yeah. some, well, I'm sure there's some awesome, you know, church services that are happening online. You just yeah. have to find them. It's not the same as going on. Yeah. But I just, I thought that I was pretty, pretty isolated even to start, but I didn't realize how much those human interactions I did have really did matter to me till they yeah, were gone. Like, me and my husband. So we had just, I had just shot matchmaker mysteries. Yeah. Uh, in Vancouver. I normally live in Toronto, but my parents, I'm from Vancouver originally, and my parents are here. So we actually made the kind of active decision to stay in Vancouver, to be with my parents so we could, you know, help them and just kind of be together in our right. bubble. So I'm really blessed that I have kind of four people, like, well, yeah. me, my husband, my mom, and my dad to really kind of talk to. And, and that's, it's definitely kept me a lot more sane, you know, talking with like my girlfriends that are single, as you were saying, it's, yeah. it's tough not, you know, touching someone and talking to someone yeah. live and just, you know, there's definitely pros and cons to everything. Like I try every day to like have a little space, you know, come into a room by myself and just kind of have my alone time, but it's definitely awesome to have other people around yeah. Plus, we brought our dog and they have a dog. So oh, I've been nice. actively out like three times a day having nice dog walks. My parents live in a nice area and there's like not tons of people around, which is another great thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I definitely am blessed in my situation. Have you been doing any quarantine cooking? Oh, of course I <laughs> Who hasn't? Cause it's kind of like, it's kind of like we have the time before yeah. what's funny is like, like even with my crafting, my Google searches would be like easy, quick tie dye. Now yeah. my Google search was advanced, <laughs> <laughs> advanced tie dye. Yeah. And like, I literally chose, like I've bookmarked designs that are going to like take me longer. Right. <laughs> like I don't want it to take five minutes. Like I want yeah. to spend hours. Yeah. What's your, what's your best culinary achievement? Um, in quarantine? Did, so I'm actually, so I'm gluten free. Oh, okay. Unfortunately. I mean, I wish I could eat all the gluten. So I made a beautiful gluten free 
banana bread. I feel like banana Whoa. bread has had a serious blow up in these quarantine times. Uh, <laughs> so yesterday I made tacos for my family. We've been kind of like switching off, which has been fun. Like, yes, last night was my night. Mm. So I made fresh guacamole. I mm. did like some chicken. I did like a beautiful like sauteed veggie mix. Mm. The wedding got um, from the grocery store like pure corn tortillas, obviously because I'm gluten free. Yeah. So, but yeah, they turned out great. I was that sounds really good. Yeah, sounds really good. I I I'm not gluten free, so I I made bread for the first time in a long time, and it was pretty fun. I think it turned out pretty good. It's so that was exciting and normally in our busy lives we're like oh it takes so long you know like I yeah to do but now we're kind of like well i have four hours <laughs> yeah. and then literally like googling like before it was like quick easy fast yeah you know? it's like maybe i should let it rise again just for the heck of it <laughs> yeah totally exactly so now i'm just taking my time yeah <laughs> that and i am drinking more wine <laughs> I used to only let myself have a glass or two on the weekends. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely drinking a few more than that. But no one's, yeah. Moderation. I mean, I'm working right. at VA too, so it's like, hey. Yeah, there you go. That's really fun. well. Let us know if you're listening. Let us know what you have been cooking and how you've been getting through quarantine. We can all. We can all share together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or crafting. I've, I've been seeing a lot of really yeah. cool crafts. I need to I get think. on the crafting thing. Ooh. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't done very much of anything like that except for, yeah, no, I, yeah, I need to, I've, I, I feel like I've now I've gone down the baking, <laughs> maybe yes. the next two weeks will be the crafting period. Don't I have like. some, some beading tutorials bookmarked on YouTube. I'm going to try some <laughs> beaded earrings yeah <laughs> that's again it was like advanced beading. <laughs> where before it's like quick easy yeah yeah, yeah. well set put on your uh, social media what <laughs> i want to see the advanced the advanced okay. earrings you make okay i will i actually here so my first reverse tie-dye i did yesterday as i was saying for my for my for my husband uh-huh and i was very proud of myself it's so easy honestly like if you're looking for an easy craft all you need is bleach uh -huh. like all you need and you're like okay <laughs> see if you can see but yeah oh whoa yeah. look at that the bleach kind of like takes away color yeah and if and this is just literally a black t-shirt with some bleach and you this i use the crumple method <laughs> and yeah, yeah it took five minutes well that looks amazing uh so yeah yesterday was really fun i my i have a book club that i've been in for years and we did our first virtual meeting i love it it's very exciting That's awesome <laughs> yeah so we're all we're all doing our best here but let Thank me you. ask you so how did you end up getting into acting what was uh what was your inspiration for becoming an actress Oh, wow. I mean, this, this could be a long conversation. So I <laughs> got all day with <laughs> I'll, I'll condense it down to um, as a shorter story. So I started in the entertainment business in music. So mm -hmm. I'm a singer. Like that's kind of like my first love. Um, uh -huh. When I was eight, I 
literally started doing musical theater really, really young. I had done uh, a professional musical when I was 12 with Donnie Osmond. I was in Joseph and the Amazing Technical Green Coat. Really? Yeah. Is that in Vancouver? I mean, in Toronto? Yeah. No, it was in Vancouver. Oh, I was Vancouver. in Vancouver. Um, and then that kind of led me into being a recording artist. When I was in high school, I was in like a girl group and we did oh. We had music out. And then... What's your girl group name? It was called Risque. Whoa. R-I-S-K. <laughs> I spelt it special. Um, and then literally kind of when that... I mean, again, that's a whole long story but basically we'd gotten offered a big kind of american recording contract Uh and it didn't happen i thought my life was over but that's what really kind of propelled me into doing my first solo album Mm -hmm. and i literally used all the kind of music connections i'd made during the girl group to make my first album and i put out the first album independently like by myself i really you know, I'm a hustler. I definitely, you know, I make things happen. Yeah. That's who I am. And um, I put a song to the radio. Like I paid a big radio promoter at the time in Vancouver to kind of put one of the songs out to the radio. And, you know, no labels wanted to sign me at the time. I'd been like sending out demos. I had done the album basically as a demo to, in hopes to get signed to a major because that's kind of how it was back then, mm-hmm. you know. Everything has completely changed, I'd say, in the in the recording industry the last few years or more than that because of, you know, streaming and people don't really buy music like they used to. But anyway, long mm-hmm. story short, I paid a radio promoter to put out one of the songs to the radio and, you know, I was blessed that the song took off mm. and it ended up going top 10 in Canada on the radio mm-hmm. and did really well for me and that really is kind of where everything happened for me i got nominated for r&b song of the year at the junos which is kind of like i i guess you would liken them to the grammys Mm -hmm. but um obviously on a smaller scale because it's canada Um, (laughs) but still awesome so when i was at the junos nominated for my single i met a man by the name of Stephen Stone, who was an executive producer of a TV show at the time, looking for a singer slash actress. And so he asked me, literally, I remember specifically meeting him and he asked me if I'd ever done any acting. And I had, obviously I started in musical theater. I'd had done some film TV acting at that point, but my main priority at that point kind of in my life had always been music. And I auditioned for the TV show. It was called Instant Star. Um, It was, I landed the role. It's literally what prompted my move from Vancouver to Toronto because Instant Star shot in Toronto. And my character, Karma, who was so fun to play. She was a diva. She was like, she was trying to make it in the music industry by any means necessary. But that's literally what propelled me into acting. And I loved it. I was bitten by the acting bug. And I mean, there was lots of hills and valleys from that point. But it's really what kind of catapulted me into 
serious acting. Like I had done acting before, but that's like having a lead role on, you know, a TV show that mm-hmm. aired in Canada and the States. It aired on Nickelodeon um, in the States and CTV here in Canada. And it literally, yeah, it changed my whole world. And so yeah. do you still like kind of dabble in, in music or, uh, or do you just, is it sort of a hobby now or do you still do both or how does that work? I do both music. I, I kind of explain music as like the love of my life. Like I really do. I love it. It it's in my blood. I will never stop doing music, but it's not my main priority anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I put out music every year still. Like if you, if you look up Corey Lee on Spotify, there's tons of tons and tons of songs and I, I keep putting stuff out continuously mm-hmm. just cause I love writing music. It's, you know, it's who I am, mm-hmm. but literally since kind of instant star, which was like 2006 acting has been my main priority. Like when that show kind of came to a close, it was, mm-hmm. it was, that was the real crossroads for me. Cause it was like, do I, continue actively like auditioning and really grinding out like the acting side of my life or do I go back full-time into music and I kind of did both at that point very much the same like I really kind of kept doing music a lot stronger and I also 100% put myself into acting you know I took a lot more classes and I just tried to become the best actor that I could be and you know really do the audition grind that's really that's really cool that you're able to able to transition and mm-hmm. able to well able to do still do some of both yeah and eh, that's that's really neat uh, what kind of music do you uh, is it sounds like, like with a girl band it was probably pop music I would yeah, it's like r&b pop um i definitely like Sometimes it's dance. Sometimes it's electro. Mm-hmm. Really like just kind of like hard hitting emotional yeah. stuff. Definitely like my biggest inspirations growing up were like 90s R&B. So like Aaliyah was a big one for mm-hmm. me. Coming from that like musical theater life, like singing, dancing, acting, like doing mm-hmm. all three. And then J-Lo was a huge one for me. Mm-hmm. I love me some J-Lo. She's my spirit animal. Uh, Beyonce, like these kind of, you know, triple threat ladies are kind of who, you know, I aspire to be. Well, if we ever get our dream fantasy Hallmark musical, we'll have to, we'll have to get you on board. (laughs) I actually, it's funny, um, talking with Danica on set too, I was, you know, like, cause she's such a great dancer. I told her she needs to have some dancing in one of these matchmaker mysteries because yeah to show off all her fun i mean she has all the skills already like yeah yeah dancing with the stars i asked her i was like you can sing i bet you can sing she's like oh i can kind of hold a tune i'm like no no you can sing (laughs) yeah it just makes sense to do a hallmark musical because sure there's so many people that are talented talented singers you know, Nikki Deloach, Alicia Witt, like so many people that have singing backgrounds. Uh, but then also, it's just such a part of Christmas. Oh my gosh, yes. And I mean, a lot of Christmas movies obviously have some singing in them, but... Having- if, there was a, if there was a Hallmark Christmas musical, that thing would get insane ratings. I, I vote for it and I volunteer <laughs> my services. You're I'm like, I volunteer to contribute. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, like literally roles that I get to sing are pretty much like everything. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Like all, literally the meeting of all my lives. <laughs> so you went, did you go from the instant star to the Degrassi? Yes. So, yeah. so actually the same producer, that same man, Stephen Stone, the one that I met at uh-huh. the when I was nominated, he was uh, one of the executive producers of Instant Star. And then when Instant Star got canceled, a couple years later, I ended up auditioning for Degrassi. And mm. he was one of the producers on Degrassi. So I honestly, he's very, very instrumental in my career. Because without him, like my two biggest roles kind of that really catapulted my acting life I got, I got, and he was, he was involved. Mm. Yeah. So you were older by the time you got that role, even though you were playing, were you, were you a teacher? Yeah. In, I was in Degrassi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I, uh, well, that's, that's cool. It must be nice when you're part of a, a series like that for, you have that reliable every week kind of, kind well, of role. I mean, as an actor, obviously like, your biggest kind of goals are a to be like involved in something that you genuinely love and believe in. And then the people around the project are everything, you know? So, and it was a lot of the same crew from instant star that went on to Degrassi. So when mm. I got full on Degrassi, it was like, it was like coming home is really kind yeah. of how I felt because I loved shooting instant star so much that to then be a part of something where it was a lot of the same people. It just was so, it was so magical. One of my kind of, I try and live in, you know, moments of just like extreme joy and gratitude. And I try and think back to like certain moments in my life and try and just live them because I believe that when you feel those feelings, it kind of invites them into your life more. Yeah. My happiest moments is the phone call from my agent when I booked Degrassi because I just knew that because as you were saying, as an actor, when you're on a series, knowing you've got steady work coming for the next little while and like a project that you genuinely love and believe in, like it was just everything. I specifically yeah. remember the moment that my agent called and we were waiting on the news. So I knew, I knew she was calling to tell me either I got it or I didn't get it. Yeah. It's your, uh, that thing you do moment where you're freaking out on the phone like, ah! I was, I remember I was in a store too with my husband and like, I just screamed and everyone uh-huh. was happy and I just, I didn't, I didn't even, <laughs> I so, I just was so happy and elated. Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They are the good folks over at Skylight Frames and we have Mother's Day coming up. Everybody is, you know, a little bit as, you know, in this weird spot, you might be separated from your mother. You might not be able to see her the way that like I was, I've been frustrated. I haven't been able to spend time with my mother. And so you want to do something special for Mother's Day this year. The skylight frame is a really great choice. It's a digital frame, but it looks just like any other uh, frame. So it's not like the bulky ones like you see sometimes. Uh, This is a really attractive, nice looking digital frame and it works so effortlessly. It's, It's done all through, you can email the photos to the frame. And so you don't have to upload it the way you typically would upload a digital frame. And so people could be out uh, uh, 
social distancing and send a, a picture right to your frame and you wouldn't even uh, have to do anything complicated for it. It's really, really simple. There's a simple touch screen. You're able to heart pictures that you uh, enjoy. You can swipe through them. It's really, really nice. And so it's just, if you have people that aren't so tech savvy as far as something like Instagram, this is a really great way for them to share photos, get photos, and, uh, and to have them in this really attractive uh, frame. So you should definitely check it out. It sets up in under 60 seconds and uh, you get 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love your skylight frame, they'll offer you a full refund. And you can even load it with your favorite photos before giving it to them if you want, say, for Mother's Day to have all of the grandkids or all of, all of uh, memories of growing up or things like that. You can easily upload them and give them to, uh, to the person without even opening up the uh, the frame so it's a really nice uh, nice system that way and um, I gave my parents a skylight frame for Christmas and they've really been enjoying it and my dad's a photographer so it's really a nice way for him to share and get to view his favorite pictures so definitely check it out right now as a special holiday offer you can get ten dollars off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com hallmark and you enter code Hallmark. That's uh, Skylight Frame, $10 off your purchase, uh, skylightframe.com slash Hallmark and enter code Hallmark. And that's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash Hallmark. So check it out. I think you'll really enjoy it. So I think your first role for Hallmark was on an episode of Good Witch. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, wow. You've done yeah. your research. <laughs> I try. And you know, actually, all the time these days. Um, fun trivia so when i was on degrassi my character had an affair with one of the students uh-huh and in the episode of good witch that i shot he was in it with me oh really yeah so degrassi <laughs> fans were really i got a lot of messages from fun degrassi fans after that good witch episode aired they're like oh my gosh because my character was called miss o and his character was sav so i'm like sav and, and miss o are reunited on this episode of good witch that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really fun. Well, that makes sense because Good Witch is filmed in Toronto, so. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that makes sense. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so you got to uh, meet, uh, I don't remember that episode, but you got to meet Catherine, both Catherines, I guess, or yes. the cast there. Yes. So the episode, I'm trying to remember the exact. So basically it was like these business owners were like brought to the house to kind of negotiate a business deal and then while we're there um the witches do their their witchy thing yeah set us all up into couples oh i do remember that episode yeah that was cute yeah, yeah. Was i mean cute they're, episode. they're yeah. all cute um yeah. yeah and basically her pairings don't go as she imagined them to go well isn't it abigail who was doing the pairings and because cassie was gone Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Going to the lake house. That's right. She was on her honeymoon, I think. I don't remember. Or, oh no, no. She was at. The, you're right. She was at the lake house. Yeah. She was and uh, and Abigail thought she could do it, and it, it all goes wrong. Yes. Uh, because yeah, uh, that was a good. I liked that episode. That was fun. Yeah, it was super cute. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, last 
uh, year, you were in three Christmas movies, not all on Hallmark, not on Hallmark. Yes. But so last was, year was, was my, my first kind of foray into being in a bunch of holiday movies. Yeah. And so, so it was Mistletoes and Menorahs. Yes. Christmas Stars. Yes, Christmas Stars. And Very Corgi Christmas. Very Corgi Christmas, yes. And so I was curious, like, did you shoot those in the, in like July? Or (laughs) experience with those? Mistletoes and Menorahs, which was originally called Merry Hanukkah. Uh We shot it. We shot it in Ottawa, which a lot of Hallmark stuff shoots kind of like Ottawa or like North Bay. Um, Like I know Lacey Crossword Mystery shoots in North Bay. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was right at this time because I get like, have my phone set up to like, show me memories from a year ago. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally shooting Mary Hanukkah exactly a year ago and it was still snowing in Ottawa because Ottawa is cold. It's colder than Toronto. And then I shot uh, Corgi Christmas and Christmas stars in, yeah, basically in the summer in Toronto. They both shot in Toronto. But my scenes in both of those movies are inside. Oh, that's good. I have so you a, have I have to be like dying outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I was inside. <laughs> so it was easy for sure. Yeah. You got to stay hydrated. <laughs> yeah. And Toronto yeah. gets super hot. I don't know what the weather is where you are, but yeah, it gets really hot in, yeah. in Toronto. So it's always, that's always an interesting uh, scene to shoot where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, 30 degrees outside and you have to pretend it's winter. So you're in like a parka and a scarf. And yeah. The cool thing about the mysteries movies is they're pretty much seasonless. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed that. Like they right. don't. They don't like to show kind of like super summer or super winter because they kind of can take place at any time, like any season. That's true. That's a good point. And yeah. you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you in the, ma- in the matchmaker mysteries, you're, you work on the set of the fake show, right? Exactly. Producer or something like yes. that. I am Angie Dove's like right hand gal slash <laughs> partner, bestie on the matchmaker show, like the actual show uh-huh so uh is that fun working with danica oh gosh she's such a pro i can't even i could talk many many hours about her she's awesome she is it's hard being a number one you know you're in every scene you have so many lines every day like there's no time off and she like one of my biggest measures of like someone who i know loves their job and you know if you come to set uber prepared, like you love your job and she yeah. always, always is prepared. She's already broken down the scene in her head. She looks beautiful and she's a pro. So yeah. When, when we first heard about the series, we were a little bit like, eh, I don't know. Cause she's so sweet. And how would it work for her to be, you know, seen? We just felt like she's going to see a dead body and she's going to have, you know, <laughs> she won't be able to handle it because she's so sweet um and but i think what they did at least in the first one that made it work really well is they worked in a lot of humor more than the uh, a lot of the the other shows there there was a lot of funny 
banter well, I, and funny jokes and things. I think it's a great juxtaposition with the matchmaker show mm -hmm. and then her kind of like solving these murders because during the matchmaker show, it can be like more lighthearted and fun, you know, and it, because obviously solving a murder is very serious stuff. Right. And like, obviously there's always some humor going around, but it's, it's, it's a delicate balance. So mm -hmm. The matchmaker show kind of allows the show to have, I think, a few more of those kind of lighthearted moments. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people are going to want to sign up for her show, though, if people keep getting murdered. That's <laughs> the only thing. That's a little dicey. <laughs> True. Well, in this new one, the person that, I'm trying, I can't give anything away. I'm like, the person right. that passes away wasn't on the matchmaker show. Okay. Per se. Yeah just sort of tangentially involved. Exactly. She yeah. ends up being there when this kind of accident happens. Mm -hmm. And so she feels, uh, yeah. you know. Cause you don't want her matchmaker service to get, <laughs> no. get a bad reputation. No, the matchmaker show needs to keep going. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. And you get a, do you get to work with Victor, Victor Webster at all? Or is he not in your scenes? I kind of have a scene or two with him every movie. Mm. So this one, I think I had a few more. Yeah, mm. I do. Yeah. Cause there definitely is a, again, I can't give anything away. There's yeah, definitely a yeah don't give any away. He uh, appears on one of the matchmaker sets. Oh, okay. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> it's always funny with these shows you, know, you think it would would the uh the the police officers they get so much the detectives get so much more done if they didn't have these amateur sleuths bothering them. <laughs> but then it's the sleuths that end up solving i know <laughs> so it's kind of like you know yeah it works out pretty good so yeah you were saying that there there was plans at least before all this madness of doing even more so they, they must yeah. be pretty confident in the show i mean i love them i think we all love them yeah. like my mom calls them romance novels and i'm like oh she's like are you sure like another romance novel i was like oh, i sure i just i'm like sure. yeah. <laughs> Basically, I mean, they basically are the cozy, cozy mysteries yeah, that you, you know you get. You know what you're in for, and it's always a good time. And like to shoot them is so fun. Mm -hmm. It's just so fun. So, yeah, uh, I'm so excited to see it, and you know, hopefully, we'll get back up uh, yeah. shooting well, before too long. All I want to be doing is shooting another Matchmaker <laughs> Mysteries movie. Literally, yeah, That's, like everything. All right. Well, what we like to do, we like to end our interviews with what we call the team beat questions there and your, your time as a, as a, a girl band member, you yes. might, you might relate to team beat, yes. but, uh, so they're silly questions. So here we go. First question. What is the best ice cream flavor? Ooh, best ice cream. I'm a simple gal. Like I love just like a plain vanilla with like some caramel and nuts. Mm, can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with the basics. Salted. Ooh, a little salt in there. Mm -hmm. Salted caramel. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. What's your favorite color? Ooh, to wear or just in general? Either. What, however you see fit to answer the question. 
I love black. I'm a black girl. I love uh, wearing black, but I do really like purple. Dark, like a good dark purple. That's my favorite, too. Hmm. Yeah. Like a violet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What music are you listening to right now? Ooh. As I said, I, I love <laughs> music a lot, and it definitely gets me through, and I listen to a lot of random different stuff. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to think of the last kind of song I listened to. I listened to this morning, the new Kalani song. I do really love Kalani's voice, uh-huh. an urban uh, artist. Um, cool. There's a new artist that I've been really liking. Uh, her name, I could be saying it wrong, but Kiana Lede. She's like a singer-songwriter. That sounds of. familiar. And pop. She's really cool. You could check her out on Spotify. But then I do love like my like musical theater stuff still, just because that's kind of where I came from. So like a good yeah. lame is. Oh, lovely miss so much. My gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Very cool. All right. Uh, what is your go-to date night food? Oh, back when, back when we could go out to eat. <laughs> out to eat. Yeah. So me and my husband love food. That's like one of our major bonds. We love going out for food. We love all our like Asian foods, like sushi and Thai. We love Korean. We love Chinese. So like Asian, we love our Asian faux. Mm-hmm. I'm saying wrong faux. Oh, I love oh, that. Oh, what I wouldn't get to have like a be it, go to a Vietnamese restaurant and have a big bowl of hot. Oh, that sounds so good. Learn how to make not the same it's not well yeah that's true the broth it's not the same as ta- with takeout i know it's i, I like for pho i like to eat it like right away yeah it's basically the secret i find with takeout like if you're really jonesing is get it and then reheat it before like boil the broth again yeah and pour it over the noodles oh the best mm. all right uh what is your go-to date night activity you're going out and doing something i mean we love music so and food so like uh, yeah again i'm a simple gal like a nice beautiful meal out and then like a concert yeah again can't wait to do that kind of stuff once i know it's over i gotta change this questionnaire it's too depressing (laughs) um all right (laughs) dogs or cats well since i have a dog i'll go i'll go dog i have a five pound long hair chihuahua named Quincy Bones. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> All right. Uh, beaches or mountains? Oh, see again, as a BC Vancouverite, like mountains are everywhere and they're so mm-hmm. beautiful. And the fact that you can just keep looking at them, even like from your house right now is pretty awesome. But I, yeah. think, I gotta say beach. Uh, there's nothing I love more than the beach, but it is kind of comforting to step outside and look at yeah, the mountains. It is like the yeah. fact that just there and they look amazing it's it's people take it for granted i think they do they're just always there yeah it's true all right would you rather be in a fancy dress or in sweats oh sweats i'm a a sneaker girl i really am like i have i have an addiction to kicks like i have a lot oh yeah there's oh yeah i'm a i'm an athleisure girl all the way actually it's like a kind of a running joke because like the last you know few years I've been like these kind of more so professional roles like my characters are always in like cute blazers and like 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 a casual work dress but then they see me arrive to set and I'm in like a Nike tracksuit and some like Air Maxes and like (laughs) a cap and they're like 
They're like, is this the real you? I'm like, yeah, this is, the, this is Corey Lee. Yeah, you're like, I make this look good. Let's <laughs> Like when you play a character, that's the joy of playing a character. Yeah. You know, you get to wear things and be things that you wouldn't necessarily be. Yeah. So do you have a favorite holiday that uh, to celebrate? Ooh, um, I would have to say Christmas just because it's the time that I usually take all of December off and come home to Vancouver and spend mm -hmm. it like, with my parents. And I have a sister and a niece and nephew. So it's just nice to really yeah. like rest and like spend time with your loved ones when you don't live in the same city as them. You know, it's kind of my time to really connect again with all my people. It's really hard to beat Christmas. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, really, I just love it. And it's, it's so crazy too. like the older you get, it like just, I think it means so much more mm -hmm. to like be all together. That's all yeah. I care about. I even tell, I'm like, I don't even care about presents. I just want to stare at your face. Like, let's have a yeah. laugh. Like, <laughs> do a puzzle and like share you know a meal that's like yeah it's so i know it was so hard this last easter because my parents i've i've had a i i tested negative for the covid but i have had a little bit of a sickness but i mm -hmm. don't want to um i, I don't want to risk getting my my parents or or both sure. live, they live like 10 minutes away and just because if it was a false negative or whatever i don't want to risk getting them sick so it was so hard this last easter to just be like they're so close yeah i couldn't see them uh it's like i can't wait to just hug them yeah to hug my parents like it's so bizarre to live in a world where i can't hug my mom like what oh i know it's what so about, like, a fun self-distancing hang like you, can, you <laughs> yeah. know they sit on the porch <laughs> like on the sidewalk you know you yeah we we've uh we we've done we've done some online stuff but but yeah, we need to do something like that because it's just, yeah. I don't know. It was just such a weird, it was yeah. a weird Easter. Very, very weird. It's so There's no church. And then I could be with my family. But, yeah. um, uh, but anyway, all right, last question. Do you have a favorite Hallmark movie? Oh, well. I'm and you can say it. one of the matchmaker if you want. I'm kind of biased. <laughs> <laughs> If I wasn't to pick Matchmaker Mysteries, which is my favorite Hallmark movie, I actually really loved Dollywood because oh. and I love Danica. So right. I kind of like Matchmaker Mysteries, but not. Yeah, very good. And it was the same production company that did okay. Dollywood, that did the second Matchmaker Mysteries too. Because fun trivia, we shot the first Matchmaker Mysteries in Ontario. Oh. And we shot the second one in Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So it's going to feel a lot different. Well, that'll be interesting. I'll have to look out for that. Yeah, totally. See. <laughs> Super fun. I mean, yeah. I, it was actually on my bucket list yeah. this year was to come back to Vancouver and shoot something. Mm -hmm. And this was it for me. So good. Well, you checked it off before it would be an impossibility. So it that's was good. Very, it was, yeah, it was <laughs> every day was awesome it felt great and i'm yeah it was a blessing when i again when i found out it was happening and happening yeah. in vancouver and that at that i was going to be involved yeah i definitely shed i shed a few happy tears yay well yeah. well let's all hope and pray that that this that everybody's safe that everything yes. and that that things can hopefully 
uh, get get to a new normal as quickly sure. as possible. You know, and we are blessed. Like yeah. the fact that I'm like, oh, I'm bored. Well, bored is a blessing. You know what right. I mean? Like it is a blessing. We're, you know, all the people on the front lines doing going to work yeah. every day. Like it's so stressful. Like I have a good friend that's a nurse. Like it's so stressful. You yeah. know. Yeah, so, we yeah. honor them for sure. We're so grateful for that, and and thank you so much for coming on. This was so much fun. You were yes. a great guest, and we'll definitely have to have you on again. Uh, hopefully, anything. Uh, I love I love all things Hallmark, and I love Matchmaker Mysteries, <laughs> and I'm so excited for everyone to see it. We're yeah. all going to be live tweeting, yeah. and so yeah, follow. So along. you want to share your social media? Yeah, everything is Corylee Music, C-O-R-Y-L-E-E. So all my Twitter and my Instagram and they, everything is just Corylee Music. So yeah, follow me. Great. Let me know how you how you love the movie. Send me your your crafting ideas. Like I'm here. <laughs> yes, please do. Hi, for tie dyeing, if you're making okay. jewelry, food free, anything. Yes. Yeah. Or if you're if you're uh, baking, whatever whatever you're doing, oh, let us know. Like I am on Instagram more right now than I think <laughs> in a while because I'm getting ideas. Yeah, yeah. Ideas, and I like it. Well, keep in touch. And thanks again. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll talk uh, again when this is all yeah. when this is all over. <laughs> we'll be back soon, baby. And our next conversation will be so different. We'll yes. be talking about all the takeout we've been eating. Well, <laughs> restaurants we've been eating in. Yes. Buying all the people <laughs> hugging. You will have just come back from your mama's house. Yes, that's right. All right, we'll talk to you later and take care, everybody. Bye. We'd like to thank Corey for coming on the podcast. It was so much fun. She was so nice, and it was just really great to talk with her. And if you have any thoughts about anything that we talked about, please leave in the comments section or on Twitter. We'd love to talk about it. And if you are uh, Make sure that you're following the podcast all over social media and iTunes, YouTube. If you're listening to iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We so much appreciate that. We, we just got over the thousand subscriber mark. So we're able to do a lot more over on the channel. So make sure that you are, are following us over there. And then we also have our patron group, which is so needed and so appreciated right now. And then we have our merch store, which has got a ton of new designs just this last week. So make sure you check that out. And we sure appreciate that. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And thanks again to Corey. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye.